Welcome to Get Real with me, Dr. Friedman. If you want to live with greater purpose, authenticity, and empowerment, this is your time to upgrade your belief systems, unlock your true potential, and discover the endless possibilities of you becoming the creator of your life. Okay, let's talk about love and a specific form of love, self-love. Now, don't roll your eyes and tell yourself, ah, oh, that's not for me. I tried it. I looked in the mirror. I told myself I love myself. Didn't really work. Well, it's not easy to love yourself. I completely give you that. But it's also not impossible. Now, you may not even know how much you love yourself. So let's do a little test. Think about a person or an animal that you deeply love. You really feel like, yeah, I have a very close connection to this creature. Feel that feeling. And then on a scale from one to 10, how strong is this feeling? 10 being the strongest, one the weakest. Give it a number. And then think about yourself. Think about how much do I love myself? Do you have a similar feeling? And what number would you give that feeling? Now, chances are that that number is way lower than the number for the person that you really love and appreciate. Now, why is that? Why do we have such a hard time loving ourselves? Now, personally, I think it has a lot to do with self-love being not something we are taught how to do. It's the same thing with feeling good about yourself, feeling confident. Often our uh, peers, teachers, parents set us more up for making us humble, not feeling too proud, too good, because that may be seen as arrogant. And that has then also, of course, an effect on self-love. But imagine for a moment that you are stuck with a person 24-7, 375 days or longer per year until the very last breath you take. Wouldn't it be better to not fight this person, to not be always in conflict or down on that person, but somehow learn to appreciate Maybe start with accept and then eventually love that person. I mean, our relationship with ourselves is the one that should be the most precious, the most important one. But in contrast to that, most of us are really struggling with that relationship with ourselves because we are telling ourselves, well, I should be thinner. I shouldn't get old. I should be more successful, I should be more fun, I should be, you name it. There's so much that we are telling ourselves is wrong with us, and that is the wall that we are building between us and self-love. So how do we create more self-love? How do we make self-love our new default setting? Well, as I said, it's not as easy as having a little light switch that you turn on and then all of a sudden 
you feel all these warm, fuzzy feelings about yourself. But I've been teaching people to love themselves for almost 20 years. And what I've found is it's absolutely not only doable, it's inevitable if you do the right steps. And I want to share four of those steps with you today, because I think we all can do those and we can all ultimately implement those. It's about building a relationship. You know how you have to build a relationship with a new person in your life and eventually trust that person and you trust that person through gaining evidence and positive experiences. It's the same thing about self-love. You have to build it gradually and you have to work on it just like on any and every relationship every day put a little bit more focus and energy into it and eventually your self-love becomes rock solid. Okay, let's start with it. The first step is letting go of resistance to loving yourself and instead accepting yourself. I know that sounds really hard and for some of you it may sound like, hey, I could uh, climb Mount Everest in, uh, in uh, flip-flops, but that I don't think is possible. Well, when you really think about self-acceptance, it's ultimately not that you are immediately saying, oh, yes, I appreciate everything that I have or everything I am. It's simply finding peace with it and, and finding a way to befriend yourself gradually with what you have. And for that, you need to stop undermining that what is ultimately creating self-acceptance. So think through the course of the day how often your mind is bashing you, how often you are telling yourself negative things, how often you're comparing yourself with others, how often you're looking th through other people's eyes at yourself. This is how you give your power away. This is how you disconnect from yourself. And this is how you ultimately become either a stranger or even an enemy to yourself. So self-acceptance is a step forward towards self-love and it's a very important step to really see that I have no other choice than to find peace with myself because otherwise I will live in constant struggle and war with myself. It's the step of I choose peace over conflict. And for that, you just have to also realize that whatever I'm telling myself, I would never tell anyone I love and care about. Whatever I compare myself with, I would never dare to do this to my partner, to my sibling or my parents. I only do this to myself. So next time you notice that you are Again, undermining your self-acceptance, simply tell yourself, no, I'm not doing this. This is not fair to me. And instead, think about one or two things that actually are something you accept about whatever you criticized. You know, let's say you're feeling like, oh, I'm a loser because I have such a, you know, miserable job. 
And then you're asking yourself, well, does that really build self-acceptance? And of course it doesn't. So you stop yourself and you tell yourself, no, I actually appreciate, I accept about this job that I am showing up, that I'm doing myself, that I am someone who is trying to be self-responsible and self-reliant and make money even though it's not my passion. The beauty about self-acceptance is that it also then opens you up for the possibility of change, of doing better. Because I'm not saying that self-acceptance or self-love is automatically saying, well, I'm done, no more work to do. I'm just saying that if you accept yourself, you're more able to then say with this energy that you're not wasting and fighting yourself, what can I do better? How can I make a change? How can I progress? And that's certainly much easier from a place of self-acceptance than from a place of self-rejection. Now, a simple exercise that I have been doing many years now and that I find also my clients are really benefiting from is to simply greet yourself with openness and a friendly smile. So looking in the mirror in the morning when you see yourself, and yes, maybe you have messy hair and maybe you're not really at your finest, but just looking at yourself like you would see a very uh, nice friend or a beloved person with a smile. Hi, so nice to see you. So glad you're here. Have a great day. You know what happens physiologically when you are greeting yourself from this acceptance place, from that friendliness and from that kindness is that your mind is really feeling like, okay, obviously that person that he or she sees is someone that is liked, is embraced, is accepted. Just by smiling and saying something friendly with the right tone of voice, the feedback in your mind is, okay, that person is okay. It is safe to be that person. And something inside changes. Rather than grimacing at yourself, rather than avoiding looking at yourself, start the day with that openness. And this is how you gradually build self-acceptance. So self-acceptance is letting go of always putting yourself down. It is about thinking how you would not do this to anybody else, finding something else that you find good about, whatever you have been in that moment criticizing yourself for, shift it around, and then in the morning, greet yourself. And also when you go to bed and brush your teeth, same thing. Oh, I hope you had a great day. I heard you did this and that. I hope that was fun. Just have a little, even though it may be silly, friendly conversation with your mirror image. And this way, find there is an openness of the mind and a, and a calmness of the mind to see you and to uh, recognize you as a friend and not any longer as an adversary. So that's number one. Number two is explore yourself. You know how in any relationship, while you start going on a date and usually you pick, you know, coffee or drinks or later on maybe going for dinner and that's the beginning. But then you are exploring. So what are the interests that you can share or what are things that are, you know, maybe exciting for both of you? 
There has been a study that actually showed that couples that have been together for a while, those that have a good relationship, continuously build this relationship on new experiences, new exciting experiences like finding a new hobby or traveling or creating something new together. That exploration is creating a bond between two people. Now, that exploration can also create a bond inside of us. So rather than always being in this, well, this is who I am and this is how I'm supposed to be, like a client of mine who said, well, I am known and loved for being bubbly and fun and always positive and always there for other people, life of the party. And then at some point she realized that's only a very small fraction of who I am. And there is something much deeper and more introvert and quieter inside of me. And I never dare to really go there and, and explore it until she had a bout of depression. And then she was kind of forced to just, yeah, it's almost like lock herself in and look at herself in a new way. And what she found out was that she just loves stillness. She loves actually to be in nature and just sit and even meditate. She loves to contemplate and not have to talk or be always up. And that side of her, she learned more and more to appreciate as her sensitive side. And it's also the side that she felt was much more intuitive and helped her much more to move forward in life and to seek out for things that are more purposeful and meaningful for her. So that exploration of what she didn't know or in the past hadn't really accepted helped her to feel much closer to herself. You're going to not find who you are in your comfort zone. And we are always way more than we think we are. There's always so much more to us to discover. I, in fact, believe that self-discovery is one of the biggest and most important purposes in life, to really figure out more and more what gifts, what talents, what beautiful inner resources we have. And so what I would suggest in order to create more self-love, just explore yourself more, understand more your preferences, what you're drawn to, what you're good at, what, uh, you know, your piques your interest, open yourself up and make your life interesting. So many people struggle with self-love because they don't get love from the outside. And so basically, for the lack of a relationship with somebody else, they also feel like they shouldn't have a relationship with themselves. But if you're alone, if you're not in a relationship, there is nothing more important than the relationship with yourself. So just treat yourself from now on like someone that you want to know better, that you want to learn to know better and more intimately and explore what your heart, your mind, your spirit, your body really enjoy. And that, again, will create a stronger foundation of connection with yourself. The third step is appreciating yourself. Now, appreciating yourself is something that most of us have a hard time. I was told when I really felt good about myself because I was a 
when I started high school, a D student, and all of a sudden I was the best in class. Not without sleepless nights and a lot of anxiety, but somehow I mustered up the strength and the resilience to, to really work hard. And when I really boasted about, look, I have all A's, my parents only said, well, you know, you're doing this for yourself. Don't feel too good about yourself. People think you're arrogant and no one likes arrogant. So that bashed my self-appreciation quite a bit. And from that on point on, I always kind of, you know, understated any of my successes just because I felt, oh, no, I don't want other people think that I'm conceited or that I'm looking down on them, which I never did. So appreciation, self-appreciation is a, is a power, kind of an art form that most of us have to learn. So what I suggest, and actually today just the client told me about how she uses this every day and how it really changed her life, write down three things you appreciate about yourself every day. And I suggest for you to appreciate different aspects of yourself on that day, meaning like not in general, like, well, I appreciate that I'm smart. I'm appreciating that I'm a hard worker. Well, if you know this already, it's really nothing new. It doesn't really evoke any emotions inside of you. It's kind of boring. So you want to be specific on that day. What about that day did you really feel good about yourself? If this would be somebody else, you would tell them, good job. Thank you so much or give them a compliment. So what is it about you? And it doesn't have to be very big, it can be small, but it needs to be something that creates a warm feeling inside of you. So appreciate your body. Maybe you were really, you know, dragging yourself to the gym and then you were still somehow making it through a whole class and you were actually able to, you know, succeed and feel like, well, my body actually followed through, even though I didn't feel like it. So I appreciate the strength of my body. Or maybe you were sick for a while and your body recovered. That one thing to appreciate. Maybe you could appreciate your mind because there was a problem at work and you found the solution. Or maybe you appreciate your mind that you had a great idea how to you know, make a friend happy for their birthday. Appreciate your heart, because maybe you were very kind on this day, calmly and uh, patiently listening to someone that, uh, you know, opened their heart and uh, shared their grievance with you. Or maybe you just were able with your heart for a moment to find peace. There is all this noise around you and you were just sitting in this little bubble of peace and, and just felt compassion for the whole world. It's all possible. Those little moments of yourself that you could really appreciate may show up way more often than you think. It's just a matter of taking note of it and then writing it down. And this way you are collecting evidence uh, about your goodness, evidence of who you really are at the core and that this is a warm, caring, strong, loving person. And yes, again, there may be things you think, oh, I wish I could do this better or I wish I could change that. And that's all possible. But appreciation is such a better baseline 
to feel motivated to make change than self-criticism. So now you accept, you are exploring more who you are, you're appreciating yourself more deeply every day. These are all really good habits to have. And the fourth one that leads to self-love is treating yourself as if you would be your own partner, your own beloved. Indulge yourself. And indulging yourself is what we do when we love someone. You know, there is a saying, we care for those we love. So if you start caring for yourself and wondering, oh, I wish I could give myself this, you know, a nice massage or a foot rub or wow, this looks so great, this whole plate of fresh berries. Yes, I know it's a little expensive, but it really will make me happy. There is this whole love language, uh, you know, research that most you may know, that there are five specific love languages, words of affirmation, uh, quality time, physical touch, gifts, and acts of service. And usually what we want to give others, what we are naturally good at giving to others, is what also makes us feel really loved. But think about it. Let's say, for example, you really love to give gifts. How stingy are you with yourself? Are you really generous and say, yeah, I love that sweater. I'm going to buy it myself for my birthday. Great. Probably not. So give yourself your love language. Maybe it is about touch and then get touched. You know, go somewhere where you feel like, yeah, I have a great cranial sacrum or I have an acupuncture, whatever feels good to you that makes you feel pampered and attended to. Quality time. <laughs> Take yourself on a date. Take yourself to the movies. Or maybe even go and, uh, you know, find a little vacation, a getaway that you can just indulge yourself in. I do this every year. Every year I go for three or four days to Germany by myself just to indulge myself, see some friends, go to the spa, and just feel like I can pamper myself. It really nourishes my relationship with myself. And I think that's something that we owe to ourselves because when we really think about how hard our mind and our body and our, our heart are working every day. We are not giving enough back. And that is often where the relationships are falling apart with other people, when we are not acknowledging how much we really do uh, embrace and love whatever this relationship brings into our life. So this whole idea of indulging yourself and, and celebrating yourself and giving back to yourself is, again, adding to that what you ultimately want, which is to love yourself. See, these four steps, they're not rocket science. They're basically based on what we naturally do with others. Maybe, you know, it has been a while that you were in a relationship, but I know that you have loved and I know that you were loved. And if you really just follow those tracks and think about this is what I did and this is what others did for me in order to feel loved, 
you just start to do very similar things with yourself. And you avoid those that you know are breaking that love, that trust, undermining this feeling of closeness. I don't believe that self-love is something that will happen overnight. It may start with this acceptance. It may even start with just the desire to do better and to maybe start respecting yourself. But as you are following those steps and gradually building more and more an understanding of who you are, of your brilliance, and really feeling more and more that you can nurture yourself with positive thoughts and appreciation, and then also giving yourself these little gifts of time or real gifts or anything that you desire so that you feel, I can be the source of joy, of happiness, of pleasure to myself. That relationship to yourself, you may not think immediately as, oh, I love myself, but you will feel close to yourself. You will feel connected to yourself and you actually will feel that you are becoming your closest and best friend. And that is a worthy goal to pursue and certainly something that you can reach. 